This is Darnell Nurse from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. Uh, we got a little Fozzy coming back from break. Now, this is the band that Chris Jericho, speaking of wrestling, he's the lead singer. That's right. Yeah, that's a great song called Tonight. Uh, yeah, good stuff. Inside Sports on 630 Chet. We, we got you covered. Little little rock and roll, little WWE, little YouTube, and a uh, little bit of Oilers. Well, a lot of Oilers and NHL. Islanders are trying to clinch a playoff spot. They lead the Canadians 3-1 with four and a half minutes left in the second period. Brock Nelson has scored twice. He has 36 goals on the season. After the first, the Stars and the Blues are in a 2-2 tie. Pavelski has his 28th. And in about an hour and a half, the Sharks play the Flames. That'll be the last game of the season for the Flames. Sharks at Oilers tomorrow right here on 6.30, Ched. 5.30 for the face-off show. The game will start at 7. The Oilers have won eight straight. The team record is nine. They have gone 13-0-1 in their last 14 games. They've only allowed four goals in their last six games. I know we got a, a, a gentleman or two on hold here at 780-496-0063. We will get to, uh, we'll get to them right away. But I, I, I want to talk about a few things here with the Oilers. I, I'm being mostly positive and optimistic because I figure why not? This is the best team they've had in a while. Uh, I, I'm not going to... Uh, to say that they're perfect or unbeatable or anything like that because I don't believe that. I'm just saying there are a lot of really positive trends with the team. It, it, it still is brought up as a concern and totally fair because I brought it up myself. You know, what if we get into the postseason and we see the Oilers team that just can't keep the puck out of their own net? You know, that is, is losing games 7-4 or 5-4, you know, allowing three goals in five minutes, something like that. Fair concern. But I will say this. I think the odds of seeing that team are much decreased over the last six weeks. Since March 1st, I'll use that as the delineation point because that's when Ekholm joined the team, Bukestad came in shortly after, and that's when really the Oilers have looked very, very deadly. Since March 1st, the Oilers have gone 17-2-1. That's the best record in the league since that time, since March 1st. They lead the league in goals for, no surprise, 4.4 per game over their last 20 games. Goals against per game is 2.7. That's ninth in the NHL. I know for the season they're likely going to wind up, um, well, going into last night's game, they were 18th. So they're likely going to wind up in the high teens in goals against for the season, which I realize doesn't bode well for the postseason. But again, since March 1st, which is, has, has been this hot streak, they're the ninth best team defensively, which, which I, I do think is important to remember. So anyway, keep that in mind. 780-496-0063. I believe we have Fred, uh, Fred standing by. Hello, Fred. Go ahead. Hey, Reed. How's it going tonight? Good. You want to buy an autographed Def Leppard World Tour Pyromania poster from me? An autographed Def Leppard World Tour Pyromania poster, Fred. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a little bit of an extended answer to that. I know you okay. asked me a yes or no question, but as a talk show host, I've learned you can't just say yes or no. <laughs> <laughs> and we're taught don't ask yes or no questions because your interview subject might answer yes or no, and then you don't get a clip. But anyway. I am going to politely decline that, though I would like me hopefully to see it someday. Now, you're the gentleman I've, I have met a couple of times, right? Yeah, I brought the Stanley Cup. You brought the Stanley Cup. Cup. You're, you're a regular listener and caller, and, uh, and I, which I appreciate, and I love you for that. I will say this, though. I have a very um, specific interest in memorabilia. I, I would say I am not a memorabilia guy. 
and I probably wouldn't buy something that is autographed by an artist or athlete or whoever that I admire just because I don't know if there's any connection for me just getting something that was autographed by that person. I would sooner have a story of perhaps meeting that individual and asking them for their autograph. Or you've probably heard me tell the story about how Brett Michaels from Poison autographed the Poison Greatest Hits CD for me one day, even though I wasn't there in person. So that kind of, I don't know if I would buy that from you. I would say, Fred, enjoy that yourself or maybe tr try to sell it to somebody that no, is more kidding. of a memorabilia collector. There's my long well, answer to your yes-no question. Well, to be honest, I met the band, and they had uh, Steve Steeman Clark, who passed away, autographed it. So, no, it's not going anywhere. It's just kidding. But, well, that's uh, good. VHS <laughs> tapes, my mom used to uh, record all the order games, and I think somewhere we still have the 1539 from Gretzky. Uh, back many years ago, so I'm trying to figure out how to get that onto DVD or something. <laughs> well, there's got to be a way to do it. And, and uh, as I said to Kelly, it, it can't be that hard to connect. You just have to have the right cables. And now the the flat screen TVs don't have the um, uh, what are the the RCA cables, the, the yellow, red, and white that you can't even connect that anymore. So you, oh, okay. I, I don't think people will correct me. So, you, so you'd have to have a bit of an older TV or you'd have to, I think, have some sort of converter. Did you? Did I tell the story on air about my, my dad and I and the LaserDisc player? I think I heard that before. Right. Actually. So yeah. I'll just, so my, my aunt uh, had a LaserDisc player because her husband and my uncle, who, who passed almost 20 years ago, had a LaserDisc player, LaserDisc player in the 80s. And we were trying to see if it would work. And we connected it to a quote-unquote modern TV. And there was a signal there, but it was just black and gray garbled lines. So it, it couldn't fully talk to the TV, right? So I wonder if there is some sort of a converter where you could take like a 1980s LaserDisc player and actually play a LaserDisc. And for people who don't know what LaserDiscs are, they're CDs the size of records basically, right? Yeah, hey, that's going back probably, what, a good 40 years now. Uh, yeah, it would have been early 80s, I think, my uncle got this machine. And he had, I don't know how many laser discs he had, not a lot, maybe a couple of dozen. What but do you now, think? Oilers talk. Yes, go ahead. I was going to say, what do you think of the team? Uh, well, I'm very happy. I was just on moneypuck.com, and the Oilers are favored to win the promised land. I uh, even ahead of Boston, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. But uh, the difference is our defense, we've allowed what? Is it three or four goals in the last six games? Yeah. I, I'm not worried at all about the playoffs because this team is playing structured. you got Ekholm back there, Dayane. The penalty kill is unreal. Then you got the nuclear deterrent up front, McDavid. But uh, the way you win a playoff series is the bottom six. And our bottom six with Bugstad now, you got uh, Yanmar, Costin, Ryan. We look really good. And I'm not going to say anything more if we're going to win or not. I hope we do, but uh, I'm not worried at all. And you know what, Reed? We are the Alberta Oilers. I'm going to pull up my Alberta Oilers jersey for the playoffs. Just totally, uh, you're removing the flames from the province for the time being, eh? Well, it's Alberta's team now. 
Well, I, I'm sure there might be some listeners from the southern part of the province who are now are going to call me and be very angry at you, Fred. <laughs> well, that's good. I don't have to take the anger. But here's another side story. My brother's neighbors with Blake Coleman, so maybe I'll wear it down there one day. <laughs> Yeah, he still thinks he didn't kick that in. Hey, Fred, it's always a pleasure to hear from you, man. Thanks for calling, okay? Enjoy the playoffs. Bye. Yeah, um, I I think he makes a good point about some of the Oilers' depth players, the bottom six, uh, even maybe the bottom defense pairing. I, 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 you know, I, to, to me, I, I get a lot of the, the wisdom that I've accumulated by, by listening to people who know more than me about the game of hockey or the NHL, and it's often people who played in it. And I've had the pleasure, well, Rob Brown and I, as of tomorrow, that'll be the completion of 10 regular seasons together, uh, working together on the Oilers broadcast. So one thing Rob has always said, because we've had some bad Oilers teams and a guy's brought in to play first defense pairing or second line left wing, and he, and he just can't do it. Well, is the player bad or, and this is what Rob says, is he asked, being asked to do something that he's not capable of doing? And, and, and Rob always says that you can't ask a player to do something he is not capable of doing. Now, as a coach... As a coaching staff, you, you can ask him to improve. You can give him the direction to improve. But a, a player who has scored, well, okay, let's take Derek Ryan. Once again, he gets to double digits. You know, he's at 13. I think that ties his career high. Except for that one year with Calgary, he always gets 10 to 13 goals. Um, but you, you can't ask Derek Ryan to play on your second line and get 24 goals. And when the Oilers were not very good, that's, uh, sorry, he got to 15 one year with Carolina. So he pre- except for one year with Calgary, he's a lock for 10 to 15 goals. But you can't take a player like that and say, okay, go play on the second line now and get, get 20 to 25 or 26 to 30. That's, that's too much to do. So you have now an Oilers team for the most part where players are being asked to do what they've done in their career or or realistic expectations or being said hey this is who you are that's all we need you to be here now for some guys <laughs> the big davis and dry sales of the world that's that's th- those are pretty big things but for some of the depth players it's like okay look you got to play 12 to 14 minutes you're probably going to play three minutes on the penalty kill you're going to have to win a few face-offs you're going to have to block a few shots if you get a chance Hopefully you finish, uh, but just do your job. And I think that's a big reason why the uh, team is better. I got a, uh, you can also uh, email the show, insidesports at 630shed.com. Follow me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. Uh, got an email here from, well, this g- person has uh, periodically communicated with the show over the years. It says, Ken Holland deserves to be in the conversation for GM of the year based on the Ekholm and Bukestad trades but also deserves to be suspended without pay for five days for <laughs> for five days, one for each year of Jack Campbell's contract. Uh, Red Dog goes on to say Skinner should win the Calder. The rest of the league has got to be shaking in their boots at the thought of the orders with a goalie and a legit number one D-man in Ekholm. Message coming in there from, uh, from Red Dog. Ken Holland is the GM of the year. Could that happen? We'll talk about potential award winners for the Oilers when we get back to Inside Sports. You're home for all the news and expert opinion. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. All right. 
Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. That's a great track. 780-496-0063. We have, uh, as we often do, have had a uh, meandering variety of topics <laughs> sprinkled in amongst the Oilers and sports chat tonight. Kellen, so what do we have? 780-496-0063. Yes, uh, we have a regular, what, what's the term, a potpourri? We have a potpourri. That's a Jeopardy <laughs> category. Uh, there we go. I so. hope that doesn't mean something dirty. Uh, no, it, no, it doesn't. Well, it typically makes a room a smell nice, A potpourri is a mixture of dried, naturally fragrant plant materials used mm -hmm. to provide a gentle, natural scent, commonly in residential settings. Awesome. <laughs> so it makes your home smell good. Kellen's like, uh, when is the show over again? Not soon <laughs> enough. Uh, we'll, we'll open things up with Spaceman who texts in and says, uh, hey guys, can you please tell Reed that I am officially a positive Pam now? Oh. I can thank him for making me ask myself that once, uh, that once tough question, I should say. That's from Spaceman. We had positive Pam and uh, negative Nelly, the two characters I was in the middle of a debate. When did we do that show? Last week? I can't even remember now. Oh, it was a couple of weeks ago now already. Yes, we had, yeah. the, uh, we had the positive Pam had three reasons the Oilers will do well in the playoffs, and negative Nelly had three reasons why the Oilers would, would not do well mm -hmm. in the playoffs. Okay, thank you, Spaceman. The most heated coffee table discussion ever. It really was. Time. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, Greaser text again, says, hey, Reed, he's recorded several Oilers games from the 80s all on VHS, and he still watches them on rainy summer nights. Uh, and also, what, oh, it was probably 10 years ago now. Remember that, uh, I don't even know what company, I was going to say they, I don't know who did it. it was hmm. Obviously, some specific group of people or business would have done it. There were the, those DVD sets of the 10 greatest games. Right, in each. that was the so NHL was, that put that out, I believe. Oh, I guess it was probably the yeah. NHL itself. So I, there was Oilers and Canadians for sure. Mm -hmm. There was probably Leafs. Uh, I mean, you couldn't get to 10 for Calgary and Vancouver. I think there's an Islander set out there too. <laughs> I just took a little, I just took a little dig at a couple of teams there, Kellen. You missed that. I did because I was trying to think who else uh, put those DVD sets out because yeah. I do remember seeing them. Anyway, yes. okay, so somebody's got a VHS machine that works, which is impressive, and watches old Oilers games. That was Greaser. Yes, the that Greaser. Is our yes. uh, Intercontinental Champion for the Sylvan Lake Alliance of Wrestling. Good to hear from you, Greaser. Mm -hmm. uh, Eagles Larry texts in and says, Reed, there is a converter to go from VHS to HDMI. Okay, okay, stop. Hold the phone. <laughs> Eagles Larry now decides to write in after we heard nothing from him during the NFL playoffs. Right. Nothing. And now he's got AV tips for you. <laughs> he's, he's, he's Larry the AV guy. Wasn't there a show Larry the Cable Guy? <laughs> no, he, Larry the Cable Guy was one of the blue-collar comedy tour guys. Okay. He, he was just kind of well, like first a of all, character. Eagles Larry. Uh, love Eagles Larry. He's been uh, writing in for a long time, but he, he went away for a while. I don't he know did, where he was. Yeah. I, I thought he'd be writing in more about the Eagles during the post. Maybe he, didn't, maybe he believes in jinxes and didn't want to jinx them. Okay, mm -hmm. sorry. What's he saying? Uh, he said that there is an, a uh, VHS to HDMI, HDMI converter available. Okay, good. Yeah, probably so. Best uh, Best Buy. Where else do you go now? Best oh, Buy. Oh, probably Amazon too. V Visions. Is yeah. Visions still around? <laughs> What's Radio Shack called now? The Source. Mm -hmm. It's it's out there. Just go and uh, give it a Google. It'll look fast. Okay. Uh, we got Tracy texting in too. Says if she's wondering if Jay will be a contender for Coach of the Year. Yes, I'll talk about that more in a few minutes. Probably. Mm -hmm. There we go. And that's it. That's my inbox for right now. Okay. That was pretty good. 780 496 
0063. Sorry, I'm trying to take all these AV notes as we talk about the <laughs> Yellow goes, to, goes with yellow, white goes with white, and red goes with red. Uh, 7804960063 if you want to get in touch. Uh, well, by the way, we're going to be going to Red Deer uh, to talk about the WHL playoffs and some of the storylines there too later on in the show with the gentleman who replaced Mooner on the Rebels broadcast, so that'll Ooh. be fun. I, yeah, it's he, here's the question, and I, I've brought this up a couple times. I was on Global with Phil Darlington this morning, and I think for me this is the question, and, and I, I'm just going to throw this out there because this is how I'm thinking. I'm not telling anybody they have to think this way, though I will request, I'll politely request, if, if you're an Oilers fan, ask yourself this question because I am not asking this rhetorically. I guess it's partially rhetorical, and it might sound that way, but once I ask this, I, I want you to actually think about it. And because it's okay to have an answer. The, the, answer, is not, the answer is not nobody. This is not me saying, well, let's all be cocky uh, Edmontonians and assume the Oilers are going to win the cup. That's not what I'm saying. But I, but I am saying is, as we prepare for the grind of the postseason, and it's going to be up and down, and as I said a lot of times last year, you're going to have to embrace the tension because, because some games are going to feel like, oh, that's it, they can't, they can't bounce back. But I, I, I request that you ask yourself this question and then seriously try to answer it. Seriously try to answer it. I, I'm not just throwing this out there. To, to you know, to be glib or to be sarcastic or or to be or or to act cocky about the the team that I'm covering and and the one you guys cheer for. And here's the question I have: If the Oilers don't beat themselves, who flat out beats the Oilers four times in seven games? That's my question. I mean, look, mistakes are part of the game, and, and the Oilers do have that in their DNA. We haven't seen it a lot lately, but we, we know it's there from earlier in the season, and it's a c- fair concern. Get sloppy, get mistake-prone, l- lack concentration. So to me, that's, that's beating themselves. If the Oilers play the way they've played for most of the last 20 games and they don't beat themselves, who out-and-out outplays the Oilers, not in any given night, but four times in a seven-game series. That, that's my question to you. Because to me, there's a, there's a couple teams I would put on the list as legitimate concerns. And then the other teams were in the playoffs. I, quite frankly, I say to myself, I'm not sure that they could. That, that if the Oilers didn't mess up, if the Oilers didn't beat themselves and, and are playing at or near their potential, who flat out beats the Oilers four times in a seven-game series? I, I, I think there are a couple of strong candidates. I'm not sure any other the, of the other candidates are that strong. We can talk about that, and I will uh, get into uh, Oilers possibilities for individual awards, too, coming back after the 7 o'clock news. 